God's word was the remedy to bring order, peace, and rightness back into creation, which had become disordered, chaotic, and covered in darkness as a result of sin. I believe that God bringing forth light through his word as a solution to the problem on earth was a foreshadowing of God's ultimate solution, which is Jesus, who is himself the word of God and the light that would be sent into the world to redeem and restore it. You are listening to The Great Light Podcast, a resource aimed at building up the body of Christ and engaging the lost. This podcast is a production of Great Light Studios. For more information and resources, or to watch our films, go to greatlightstudios.com or find us on Facebook or YouTube. If you would like to support this program and the ministry of Great Light Studios, you can do so easily and securely through our website. There, you can also find both video and audio versions of the podcast. So last time we saw that in Genesis 1-2, there's a problem. If it was God's intention and purpose for creation to declare His glory, then something has gone wrong in Genesis 2, where we're seeing the earth being without form, a waste place, void, covered in darkness. These things are obviously things that do not represent the character or the nature of God. And so I believe this shows us that God's original intention for creation, his purpose had been uh, derailed. And so we talked about how I believe it was the fall of Satan that took place between Genesis 1 and uh, Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2. That ultimately was the cause of that. Satan and his angels rebelled and they were cast to the earth as a sort of prison cell, uh, a holding place. And what that did, that spiritual event, something that happened in the spiritual realm, caused physical effects. Um, And so the earth became this waste place, this place of darkness. And uh, ultimately, I think what we're going to see is that it became influenced by the kingdom of darkness. So... The fall of Satan led to the marring and distortion of God's creation. The original purpose and design for creation, to speak about God and declare his glory, was derailed by Satan's sin. The creation account, then, should perhaps be viewed more as a re-creation event, where God acted to redeem and restore what had been broken. What this tells us is that the backdrop of the reality we are in is a backdrop of war, a war over the glory of God. I believe many Christians often think of the fall of Adam and Eve as the first moment of sin and evil in creation. But Satan was there to cause the temptation of Adam and Eve in the first place, which means that sin and evil were already active in God's created world. I believe that what this tells us then is that the initial And primary problem presented in the Bible is not the problem of man and or the sin of man, but rather it is the problem of Satan and the sin of Satan. The backdrop of the Bible then is not simply a story of God fixing the problems caused by man's sin in the garden, but rather it is a story of God eliminating his angelic enemy, who was the originator of sin and darkness and fixing the problems that his rebellion caused. The fall of Satan resulted in the earth and the created order being derailed from its intended purpose of glorifying God, 
and it was now being held under the influence of the kingdom of darkness. Genesis 1-3 is the beginning of God's solution to redeem what was lost and to fix what was broken and to restore the full rule and reign of the kingdom of light on the earth. So there's a lot in that. First, I, I mentioned that I think the creation account. So we have these seven days of creation or the six days and then on the seventh day, God rested. So I think when we when we look at this in, in the terms that I'm talking about, where Genesis 1, in the beginning, there's not really a determined point in time that it places this on. I don't think it's Genesis' uh, purpose, the writer of Genesis, to put the beginning on a time frame. So I think this is an undetermined time in the past when this happened. This it could could have been billions, millions year, of years, who knows? Um, some people probably have an issue with that and they'll think I'm trying to make room for evolution. That's not my point. I don't think that has anything to, to do with this. I just think within Genesis, I don't see it trying to put a timeline on this in the beginning moment. So I think in the beginning, whenever this was, God originally created the heavens and the earth for a specific purpose. He had a purpose and a goal in the universe to, to basically, like I think one way of looking at it is like an artist creating this work of art to express himself. Um, he didn't need it. He was complete and full without it, but he wanted to bring it into reality. And, and within that was created beings, angels, and ultimately human beings as well. Satan fell. And again, kind of derailed that purpose. God had this original creation, the, the heavens and the earth, that originally were in line with God's purpose for them. They served the purpose of being uh, uh, things that declared and spoke about God's glory. But I think when Satan fell, it marred that, that, uh, that purpose. It distorted it. So all that to say, I think when we look at the creation account, the six days of creation, I think we can... Th- it's, it's fair to think about this as more of a recreation event. So maybe this isn't the first moment when God brought uh, uh, matter or, or things into existence. I think there were already there was already the creation that had been, uh, again, had been distorted and messed up by the fall of Satan. And so now what God was going to do is he was going back in and the six days of creation or him retaking over what was lost. He, he's fixing and putting back in order what was uh, uh, out of order. He's, he's fixing what was broken. He's healing what was made sick in creation. And so we can think of the six days of creation as more of a recreation uh, event. Okay. The second thing is that, um, again, like I, I mentioned here, I think the, the main problem going on in the Bible, the primary problem isn't necessarily man, mankind, and his sin. Uh, I think behind the scenes, behind that, uh, that kind of envelops the whole story of uh, mankind and his fall is this initial uh, uh, drama between God and these fallen angels, uh, including Satan. And so I think the backdrop of the Bible, again, is not simply a story of God fixing the problems uh, caused by man's sin in the garden, it's a story of God eliminating his angelic enemy. So I think it can be helpful to think about all this, to think about kind of, again, we're kind of getting at and explaining the backdrop of this reality we're living in, kind of painting a broad picture of what what this world we're in is, kind of what our purpose is and what's going on 
uh, in a sense, behind the scenes. If you're listening on the podcast, you're not going to be able to see, but I have this timeline pulled up on the screen. So this might be one of those episodes you want to go and pull up the video version of. I just think kind of visualizing this with a timeline, uh, which ultimately represents God's eternal purpose, kind of where God wants to take the universe uh, is, is kind of what's being represented by this timeline. So again, you might want to pull this up if you're just listening and can't see, because uh, it's going to be kind of confusing as I'm explaining this. But I have sort of a strange looking timeline pulled up on the screen. And so it starts out as a straight line, which represents uh, this this top line here. It represents God's eternal purpose, basically his desire for creation, which is ultimately to have a, a creation, to have uh, uh, all things in subjection to him, to have creation that points to him, that glorifies him, um, to have all things under the knowledge of who he is, to submitted to the truth, the knowledge of who he is, to submit to God as King and Lord, to, to have all creation be in line with his kingdom. That's his purpose. But then on the timeline, there's a series of dips. So it starts out again as a straight line and then it dips down. So what this first dip down represents is the fall of Satan and his angels. So God had this purpose in creation and there was, you could sort of say a hiccup where part of his creation, um, and there's, you know, there's speculation as to why I think uh, ultimately I would boil this down to the fact that God wanted a, when it created beings that could freely serve him. They had the choice of serving him and submitting to the truth of who he is or rebelling. Obviously, the pride and the sin and Satan caused him to move away from God's, uh, fr from the truth of who God is, which caused the, the created order to kind of be thrown out of whack. And God's purpose then on this timeline is shown as dipping, dipping down. Then we have... A straight line after the dip, which here represents the recreation or the the six days uh, of creation, where God begins His work of retaking over uh, the earth and the 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 things that were marred and destroyed and and messed up by Satan and his fall, the darkness that had uh, been brought into God's world. The recreation was God's kind of moment of working to begin to take it back. And then we haven't got to this yet, but there's another dip down. After that, there's another fall down that moves the timeline even further away from this original point of, of God's purpose and plan. And this is something we haven't talked about yet, but we'll get to, is the fall of man. So we had the fall of Satan that moved the universe in a sense, away from God's original purpose for it. And then we had the fall of man that even moved it, you could say, I think, a step further away from God's uh, purpose. Then there's kind of a flat line that shoots over uh, that goes on. This would represent the time basically between uh, the fall of man and Christ coming to earth. And then finally, we get to the timeline begins to shoot back up. It starts to move back towards God's uh purpose and his plan for the universe. This first rise back up on the timeline, it represents Jesus, Jesus's first coming. So this would be the work of Christ 
God entering into human reality as a man, dying, resurrecting, and providing for really the solution to the problems that both his his fallen angels and the fall of man produced. So Jesus' first coming. Then we have, before the final uh, final move back up on the timeline, and this would be, I'm just going to say the the church age or the the time the time of the church. This is the time basically that we're in now. Jesus came, and I think basically what he did is he put man back in the position that they were in in the uh, the Garden of Eden. He kind of recommissioned man and gave them the authority, that original authority that we'll see that man was given in the Garden in uh, Genesis. So God told man in Genesis to go fill the earth, subdue it, rule. Basically, I think God was commissioning mankind to partner with him and in going into the earth and subduing his enemies, to rule over the, the kingdom of darkness that has uh, uh, kind of taken up residence in the earth, Satan and his angels. God had commissioned man, given them the authority, created them in his image to go and spread his image, his image of goodness and light in the world, and to take back dominion in the earth. I think that was God's uh, part of God's original purpose for creating man. Again, they fell away from that. <clears throat> but I think these two lines here are connected and they correlate together because I think when Jesus came, what he did with the church, what he did with you and me, is that he he brought us back to that. He put his spirit in us. We now have the mind of Christ and we can go into the world and, and kind of fulfill again the commission of God to fill the earth, rule, subdue, and to have victory over Satan. Jesus, our head, has crushed Ultimately, he's crushed the head of Satan and gained victory uh, over all the rulers and the principalities and the powers, um, the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. What Jesus did on the cross completely gained the victory over that, and he gave that victory to us, and we possess that. And so, again, I just think it's kind of a neat correlation between uh, these two lines here. So, the final time, the timeline shoots back up and we finally get back to this original place, this original uh, this original line is uh, we're finally back on the timeline of God's purpose is this this uh, dip back up is the second coming. So this is when all of of creation, all of reality will finally be brought back, and, and the timeline will be uh, uh, restored. We'll be back on kind of the right track. So, you know, there's scriptures, I think, in, in like 1 Corinthians and other places that talk about how Christ is going to, uh, all things will be made subject to Christ. All Christ's enemies will be put under his feet. Um, and, and then Christ will submit all things to God. All things will finally fully be in submission to God. I think all of reality, all of the universe will once again be put fully back in line with how it was created or and originally intended to be before things got thrown out of whack by one of God's created beings who rebelled. And so hopefully this is kind of helpful. I think there's there's probably so many other things that we could put into this timeline and, and add and, and change. But I just think this is one simple way of, of thinking about this. And, and I think it kind of helps to visualize um, a little bit what we're talking about and kind of the direction uh, we're gonna we're gonna go in some of the future episodes.
So with that, what I, I want to do, the kind of the, the, the final thing I want to look at and talk about in this video is just God's, God's solution. I want to look at what God's solution was and is for uh, the fall of Satan and the, the destruction, the corruption that that caused to his creation. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And so here we're seeing the problem and now let's find the solution. Let's see what God's solution is. And the spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. I, I'm gonna stop there for a minute because I think there's so much in here that we can miss. Again, I've talked about the spiritual truths, the spiritual applications that we can find within these verses. And this is one that just kind of stuck out to me as I was reading this uh, to prepare for this video. Just the, the fact that everything being thrown off, this earth, the earth being in such a, a, a terrible state, a terrible condition. And it says the spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. I think that speaks to God's compassion. It speaks to God's nearness. It speaks to the fact that when things go wrong, God doesn't jump ship and abandon. God is a God of redemption. He's a God of hope. He's a God that when things go bad and things go wrong uh, in the world and inside of us as individuals, he's right there. It says the spirit of God was moving. He was close to the, the problem, to the surface of the waters. He was active, actively engaged, and intimately uh, uh, planning, I think, what he was going to do to redeem and fix this terrible situation. So it says the spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. And here's, here's this is it. This is, I, I love this, this verse here. And I think this is this is the solution of God, uh, uh, which I think ultimately pictures Jesus. It's such a neat picture of Jesus that we're about to see. So then God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw the light was good and God separated the light from the darkness. So God said, let there be light. This, I think, is a, such a neat picture of Jesus. And we're seeing here God's word as the solution and God's light as the solution. So the Bible speaks of there being two kingdoms, uh, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And so I think that's kind of what's being spoken of here in Genesis. We're seeing that the kingdom of darkness was now influencing the earth. And God's plan, uh, God's desire was that he would, he would bring back the earth into the full submission to the kingdom of light. Kingdom speaks of rule or dominion. And I think the earth, because it was being inhabited by Satan and the fallen angels, the kingdom of darkness had a certain influence, a certain rule and dominion over the earth at this time. So again, God's solution, we just read, says God said, let there be light. So what we're seeing here is the solution was God's word. The way that God brings forth his kingdom is through his word, which brings light. So God's word in Genesis 1, in this dark, dark, desperate situation, it was God's word that brought light into that situation, that brought back order into where there was disorder, that brought back peace where there was chaos. And what I think this does is it speaks to the ultimate solution of God, the ultimate plan of God, 
this, this is a picture, I think, for us of Jesus. So we know from the Gospel of John that Jesus is the Word. Jesus is God's Word. So when it says God said, God spoke something in Genesis 1 as a solution. And the ultimate solution that God would bring to everything that was had gone wrong in creation, both with the fall of Satan and the fall of man, God's ultimate solution was him speaking something, him saying something. And Jesus is the ultimate, final, most full expression of God and what he's saying, what he's speaking. It's, it's God's communication to mankind and to uh, the world that is the ultimate light. Uh, Jesus, within, within the communication of God, within what God has expressed to us in Jesus, is the full and perfect revelation of God himself. And I think that knowledge of God is, is ultimately what, uh, when, when, when created beings, when the world submits to that knowledge, understands it and humbles themselves uh, to it by faith, uh, that is what will bring back the created order into submission to God. And that's going to happen. So Genesis 1, again, I think when it says, let there be light, that's such a cool picture of Christ because we have God saying something and we know that Jesus is the word. He's the ultimate word of God. Second, we know that Jesus is the light. So what did God's word bring forth? What did it produce in creation? What was the what was the end goal of God speaking um, to, to fix the problem? Well, it was to bring forth light. There was darkness and chaos. And so to reinstitute the rule of the kingdom of light, God spoke uh, and that brought forth light. He said, let there be light. And the light was good. Well, we know that Jesus is the light of the world. He is the light who gives light to every man coming into the world. And so yeah, I just think that this God speaking to produce light is a picture of the fact that the ultimate solution to all that had gone wrong in creation would be Jesus. And there's verses that talk about how Jesus was foreknown. He was foreordained before the foundation of the world. I think that all that went wrong in creation, it didn't throw God off. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't surprised by it. He knew it was going to happen. I don't think he intended or desired for it to happen, all that went wrong, but he knew in his sovereignty what would happen. And, and somehow in his relationship with the Son, they planned for the solution, which would be God entering into human flesh and redeeming uh, all that had been broken and lost. So I believe that Scripture portrays Satan's fall and the resulting sin and darkness in creation as the primary problem that serves as the backdrop of the whole story. God's word was the remedy to bring order, peace, and rightness back into creation, which had become disordered, chaotic, and covered in darkness as a result of sin. I believe that God bringing forth light through his word as a solution to the problem on earth was a foreshadowing of God's ultimate solution, which is Jesus, who is himself the word of God and the light that would be sent into the world to redeem and restore it. Creation was in a state of chaos, waste, and darkness, and God's light-giving word was the solution to fix this problem. In the same way, it is God's word that is the ultimate solution to the chaos, waste, and darkness that we all experience in our own sinful selves. 
As we continue through Genesis and the next few episodes, we will see that Jesus was always God's ultimate plan and remedy to fix all the negative effects of Satan's fall. You have been listening to The Great Light Podcast. To find more information and resources or to watch our films, go to greatlightstudios.com or find us on Facebook and YouTube. If you want to support this program and partner with the Ministry of Great Light Studios, you can do so through our website. There you can also find both video and audio versions of this podcast.